0: What's up, wrestling Fans! Ah, it is that time for them boys from 607 Podcast to talk all things pro wrestling. On Twitch.tv slash 607podcast And anywhere you get great podcasts On the 3 Fat Nerds Network of Podcasting And this week for the ODPH Society Over at the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast Network as well Ladies and gentlemen It is time for 607TWS And as always we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I'm one of your hosts here on twitch.tv slash 67podcast. And I'm also the host of the 3 Fat Nerds Podcast. My name is Rich. And joining me in the co-chair, my compadre, my associate, my friend. He is the man that you know as the host of the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, better known as the ODPH. I'm talking Kenan. War Games! War Games! War Games! You didn't promise that you would do that in the beginning of the show. I did promise that, and I like to keep my words. So,
1: JVD, that's for you, brother.
0: Yes, there you go. He, he, he messed up, didn't do it last week when I played the impromptu War Games uh, button.
1: I, I think I was just more overwhelmed that we're, Nick Gage and GCW is going to do War Games. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's going to be the greatest War Games in the history of mankind. Quite possibly. Yes. Quite possibly.
0: But speaking of GCW, we'll talk about that a little bit in the main event because they got a big show coming up this weekend. Yes. On top of that, in the main event, we are going to debut a brand new segment. It's called The Final Bell, which is probably going to be here every show. Yes. Sometimes it'll be positive. Sometimes it'll be a rant. Today, it's a special message. Mm -hmm. Hey, there's only one way to roll out The Final Bell. It's more serious than tell me lies. More serious than what, 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 what what culture. Mm Hmm. You know, there's only so much shitting on morons i can do yes that's that's how i'm gonna leave that one but uh yeah in the mid card, we got a lot of great news including both of us took place uh took part sorry didn't take place took part of the conference call that AEW had that took place today i yes. should say yes we did and that of course was with the one and only american nightmare cody Rhodes, and uh, we'll report back from that and then also there's other AEW news actually i really think the mid card is pretty much dominated by aw news mm-hmm. a lot of stuff this week But then we have that opening bout, and uh, I guess you guys could all guess what that's going to be about, by process Mm -hmm. of elimination. But before then, before we get down to the nitty-gritty, we got to let you all know how to find us. So, Ken M., tell the people how to find the Ocho Duro Parley Hour Podcast.
1: Very simple. You want to find out everything going on with the ODPH, and I hope you do. Swing on over to odphpodcast.com. Join the conversation on our social media links. Follow us on your favorite pod chaser podcast platform wherever you listen great podcasts such as the one that you're hearing on the 3fn network or if you're listening to odph we say thank you already got new blogs coming out this week on parlay points the t public is store is having a sale this week so definitely support the show all that and so much more odphpodcast.com and uh, yeah, so all the information about the Three Fat Nerds, you go
0: to 8122productions.com. Find us anywhere you get great podcasts by searching Three Fat Nerds. Uh, we're on all social medias, just Three Fat Nerds Pod, and throw an at in front of it if you have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the easiest way to go about it. And of course, uh, welcome, uh, welcome all the people who are listening on the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast network, the ODPH Society. Once again, for the second time. In two weeks.
1: Yes, people really love the show because the downloads were very, very big for Ooh, this. Your uh,
0: your, your champion is back again. Yes. Just so you know. The champ is here, and if it wasn't for DMCA's, I would play that song. But <laughs> uh, anyways, with that being said, uh, glad to have us, and wherever you're listening, all across the board, great podcast. We had great numbers last week, too. Yeah. I, I'm going to say, it doesn't sound like a lot, but on the replays on Twitch, we had 50, which like I said, doesn't sound like a lot, but usually we were averaging right around 1720 on the replays on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's finally catching off on Twitch. I know we had a good live chat last week as well. Hopefully that continues today. I know it's a different time and place. Speaking of that, let's let's talk about the elephant in the room real quick. So, next week, we will also be at a different time. Yes. Uh, reasons behind it are simple. Uh, next Tuesday I is my anniversary, so I'm not going to live stream because uh, Thursday we we're gonna go see free Guy. Yes. So that like the precedent of we're taking place and of course if you're listening to this, whether you're listening on the Three fat Nerds uh, network of podcasting or the ODPH network of podcasting, you already know we try to bring us you the best content we can. And part of that is going to see the movies and shows that you guys want us to talk about. Mm-hmm. Free Guy is one of them. And it's also personally it's one of the movies I've been waiting for for over two years now.
2: Yes same so here.
0: I cannot wait to go see this movie. So with that being said, uh, you know, we're probably going to, we're trying to figure out times. I think we might be able to get it in on Friday to do the live stream. So the live stream and podcast might move to Friday. But keep your eyes posted to at OD Parlay Hour on Twitter, at 3 pod on Twitter, as we will make the announcement as we figure it out. Uh, it might only come on podcast form. If that's the case, I'm sure Ken will put it up on the Yeah, APH we'll run it well. this year. Uh, no matter what, we're, we'll figure it out because obviously Tuesday, I'm not going to get away because I'm going to spend time with my wife. We're going to go out to a nice dinner and such. Very cool. Uh, so with that being said, that upcoming weekend, also that weekend will be UFC. That's Saturday, correct?
1: That's this Saturday. There's
0: that this Saturday? Oh, well, I'll be out of town, so I will yeah, not be yeah, doing no, the... th-
1: Yeah, this Saturday, we will, I was going to say, we won't be streaming the fight, unfortunately, with Derek Lewis going for the heavyweight title. Yes,
0: well, the interim. Yes, the
1: interim one. So that is another programming update, so we won't be doing that. So no, unfortunately, that's this week.
0: Yeah, I'll be going out of town. I'm going uh, to the amusement park with the kids and stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. The night before that, I will be in town for seeing second suitor perform live at the X.
1: Yes, so I'll definitely be down there. And then Saturday is, uh, sorry, we're open. So Excite Wrestling's first live showcase Yes. Yes. Back so, the XO.
0: so I will be watching GCW from a hotel room, and uh, Ken M and them maybe he'll have a watch party. I don't know. i may, I have to. Talk. I was going to hope Diesel was here today, so we could they could work that out. But whatever. Uh, so that's enough of the personal stuff. We will get with you during the week on when we will be have this program to you and how it be available the while following week. And I can tell you because of theaters being open in in the con, in conflicts, myself and Ken are just uh, debating and discussing. We just have to wait to see where uh, certain things lie for the ODPH. Uh, as far as podcast related uh, stuff, and that's when we will be dropping this episode. Uh, the new episodes will probably change nights. Yes, is what I'm going to say because a lot of Thursdays we will be at the theater.
1: Yeah, and we are got a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. We don't want to unveil just too yes. much yet. So definitely. This is so important to be following all the six or seven podcasts on social media, because we will be dropping those announcements very quickly. This isn't going to be a long drawn out process. This is going to be a couple of quick phone calls to organize the schedule because with the NFL season coming up, you know how we get down with locks and leaps. Rich mm-hmm. has to defend the belt. That's right. Baby. There's going to be a lot of programming going on for that. So we just have to get organized, but we are not going to forget you, the wrestling fans that have been supporting us since day one. We truly appreciate all the support we've been getting. So, there will always be a 607 TWS. Rest yes. assured of that. Oh yeah,
0: that's that's not, not going anywhere.
1: Yes, it's not going anywhere just maybe to a new night to kick off the week right.
0: Yes, uh, like I said, we 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 have some debates also, you know, we've taken new content, we have the flagship shows for both of our podcasts and on top of that, you know, there's extra stuff that you guys don't even know about no. yet. You don't even know yet. You guys I can't wait for you guys to know, including some more wrestling content possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be some uh, some minor changes but nothing that you should worry about. It's all benefiting you. Yes. That's the best part about it. It's all benefiting you. We just might come on a different night. With that being said, though, that's enough about talking about the business end of things. You know, I had to hear that for about 45 minutes today from, from another source. We'll talk about that later, but you know what? I think these people want to hear about wrestling. I think these people want to hear about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. Ken M. I think so. Guess what? You know what? Let's let's give it to him. It's time! That's right. It is time. And let's kick off this show. And by process of elimination, you should have known where we we're starting.
1: Yeah, this is a no-brainer.
0: You should have known where we're starting. So uh, we got the news. I do believe it was Saturday. Yes. I was sitting at home. As a matter of fact, I retweeted this quick. Because uh, I happened to just be on Twitter, and it was this is just happenstance, seven minutes after WWE posted this, mm-hmm. and this came out of nowhere. It caught a lot of people by surprise, of course. I am talking about 1230, between 1230 and 1240, I can't remember what it was, PM, Eastern Standard Time, on Saturday, WWE's official Twitter page put out a release statement saying, breaking news. WWE has released. Come to the terms of the release of Bray Wyatt. We wish him well in all of his future endeavors. Wow, that was a I, I did not see that coming. That came out of left field somewhere. Yes, very much out of left field. Uh with that being said, let's let's start there. The shock, the shock factor for you. Where was the shock level?
1: This one, I had a sinking suspicion something might be going on because we have not seen Bray since WrestleMania. And there's been a lot of conflicting rumors of why he's been off TV. So in this day and age where we're moving at very quick pace to get back on the road and get back to some kind of sense of normalcy with WWE, they have been really focusing on their roster and really making a lot of crazy cuts that we as fans don't really understand. And Bray is definitely one of those. I agree
0: with that for the most part. I mean, it is what it is. I did not see this one coming. But of course, with this one in particular, I had to even walk away from Twitter. Yeah. I did because the speculation started running wild instantly. Mm -hmm. Now, what we can say for sure, what we know for sure, 100% fact, is one of the last real tweets outside of that red circle that he posted after. Yeah. uh, Being cryptic as always. But after the... After the only real tweet that we had previous to this was the one where he basically was talking to Brody through Twitter. Yes. And we had heard from reliable sources close to the source around that time that after WrestleMania, he was having a hard time Mm -hmm. uh, coping still with Brody's death. who They were very good friends. Right. And that it was actually really looming on him creatively. And the only reason he really worked Mania is because he had the easy match with Orton. And by easy, I'm just saying working Randy Orton is pretty fucking easy. Yeah. Let's be honest. You just go out there. You do what you do. And it, and after we heard that, it kind of explained the ending and the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody was mad about it, but whatever. Whatever. I mean, uh, to each So my first reaction was, man, I hope he's okay. Like, I didn't want to jump into any speculation, any fucking whatever. I just was like, he is he okay? Mm-hmm. Because if that's the case, maybe he's still down in the dumps. Maybe this was mutual. Maybe this was one of those things. And then it like then the, the it went off the rails. Yeah. Then it became, it was budget cut reasons. Then it became, uh, uh, he was tired of his creative, uh, you know, the, the, something with creative. Yeah. It, it, there, there was all sorts of wild shit being thrown out of every left field, you know, by all the, the names that you are used to throwing shit out and just seeing what sticks to the fucking wall. Mm-hmm. And that's really all this is, folks. I I hate to say it. This is just people throwing shit at a wall and seeing what what sticks. The only two people that know really what happened is him and Vince McMahon. Yeah. Or whoever else is involved in the company as well. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just simplifying it down more. And really, when it boils down to it, there's only one of two things that happened. Either WWE decided that he was no longer needed. For whatever reason, they did not think he was viable, mm-hmm. and so they decided to go a different business route and a- allowed him his release. So therefore, he could ply his trade elsewhere, or it was a mutual thing. And Bray Wyatt is needs to be, you know, is obviously you know needs more time. Yes. Either way, and I'm sure I'm sure fans beating down Bray Wyatt's uh, inbox prior to his release, even being like, "When are you coming back? Why aren't you on TV?" I probably wait on him. So there's a possibility there's that. So those are really the two only viable options. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, WWE decided to to just end the relationship, or or there's more to this in Bray Wyatt's favor, which in, in other words means that there could be something going on. Which I hope the latter, if it's true, he's at least getting help and relaxation. Absolutely. With that being said, though, like where else do you need to speculate? Like, you don't need to, like, budget cuts. It's $257 million in profit in quarter two. I doubt it's budgetary. Creatively, he's one of the most creative people out there. Mm-hmm. So I don't think creatively WWE and him were really having a problem. You could, you could argue whether they pushed him the best or whatever. That's fine. That's a business thing. But that had nothing to do with allowing him to be creative.
1: I feel like they let him be more creative than most people. They gave him a lot of creative freedom, and maybe he wanted to take the fiend into a different direction, and they said no, but this happens a lot of times when you're bouncing ideas off about a character. Absolutely. So this is nothing new if this is the case. I just think that for whatever WWE wanted to do, and this is going to touch upon something that we mentioned last week, they have such a deep roster now at NXT that they feel that they can get rid of some stars that they feel they're not going to be using for whatever reason. If 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 the reason he was released was financially for budget cuts, that if they feel they have somebody else that can take that spot on the roster, then that's what they decided to do. I mean, at the end of the day, WWE is still a business.
0: Absolutely. And it's like any other business. You yeah. can pick and choose and whatever reason and whatever reason. I just think it was funny because it instantly became like this contention on yeah. the internet. First of all, poor, poor you know, poor Alexa Bliss gets just destroyed. Yeah, because they're acting like it's her fault he's gone, which is not, folks. I guarantee it's not her fault she's he's gone. They didn't just go, oh, hey, we're gonna steal your gimmick and give it to her, and then we're gonna get rid of you. That's not what
1: happened. There. No, absolutely not.
0: So it's not her fault at all. And it, and then you know you just it, everybody oh he's never used right this and that, and I then I then I heard her today. Before we recorded the greatest probably response to this mm-hmm. and it came in the form of ronda rousey yes if you haven't seen this today ronda rousey put i've seen you same fans chanting hashtag we want riot last night chant or last night chanting we want beach balls over at wwe bray wyatt performing if the at wwe treated him like he was expendable it was because you ungrateful idiots did it first and uh i'm before we go any further i'm just gonna leave this here
2: i mean you're not wrong but you didn't have to say it i mean good lord
0: of course of course the universe instantly tried to jump back on her but here's my favorite retaliation this person goes again give me an example of a wyatt match getting that chance so somebody else meant his match against matt hardy at elimination chamber 2018. Yeah. And this person goes, that was a weak feud, and that match had to compete with two chamber matches and the signing of Ronda. It doesn't matter doesn't what happened. It doesn't matter. It happened. With. It happened. You asked, and somebody delivered. It's like, This is what we say all the time. People got behind Rusev, and you wonder why Rusev is gone. Because as quick as people got behind Rusev, they abandoned Rusev.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Kofi, Kofi Mania ran wild. And about a month after he won the belt, the, 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 it, the little queaking of why is he champion? So it became a crescendo at SummerSlam. By the way, then they got real mad when Brock took it off him in like four seconds. Mm -hmm. But before then, they were clamoring for Randy to take him off of it at SummerSlam. Yeah. Remember that? That happened. It is. It's fact. And I'm not saying that fans, you know, shouldn't whatever, but be careful what you wish for sometimes. And, you know, this has given other people the examples out there saying that, hey, this doesn't happen in AEW. And you guess what? They're not wrong. The beach balls being thrown around, the crowd hijacking the show, that doesn't necessarily happen in AEW. Mm -hmm. And you could argue why. I'm not going to fucking sit here all day and and make this AEW versus WWE because it's not. I am just saying WWE has had a problem for a while now with retaining its audience and also letting the audience hijack shows. Yes. And at some point in Juncture, they they have to... you know, take that back in. And if a talent like Bray Wyatt, I'm not saying this is the reason he left. This is just speculation, but this is speculation coming from somebody who was there. Also, you have MVP laughing at people saying you guys are all over the internet and I'm here. I know what's happening.
1: Yeah. It's just crazy. to think that the fans just don't get it that, that well. And what Rhonda said, she wasn't wrong. When I always relate this to like when an indie band gets signed to a major label, you know, you sold out. Yeah, you, you sold, sold out. Because once you see that that wrestler that you get behind and you're really pushing, oh yeah, they need to be on TV. They need to be champ. Blah 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 blah. And then when it happens, you get pissed. And everybody's like, oh, you know, they've had the belt too long. They they don't need it that long. It's like, but that's what you wanted, and you got it.
0: Pad, drop it in the chat. It's a moving goalpost for those folks. You'll never be able to prove anything to them. You're absolutely right. And that's the problem right now. And we're, we're going to address that a little later. But that's one of the biggest problems in the fans being toxic is I want what I want and I want it now. Well, unfortunately, your decisions do affect this. Yeah. <laughs> and if you weren't paying attention. And I'm not saying that that's 100% the reason. But maybe even as a character, he's like, I don't I don't want to go out there in front of these fans. You never know. That could be part of it. We don't know if this is a mutual release mm-hmm. or if it is just straight out WWE. But for whatever reason, Bray Wyatt's gone. And that sucks. For fans, he may come back. You never know, depending upon if this is mutual or not. We did hear it's conditional. Yes. So I don't know what that it entails, but nobody stopped to pause and go, oh, it's a conditional release. Nobody, everybody just dived into the deep end. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is what it is. And obviously, if he decides to go to all elite wrestling, which he may,
1: mm-hmm.
0: more power to him. I'm going to be happy to see him wherever he's at.
1: Absolutely. I just want to, I just hope he's mentally healthy and happy and I'm in, a, in a great place wherever we see him next. And like we say, I mean, it's a business decision. And one thing, too, I was thinking about this. With all the releases we've had since, you know, the Samoa Joe class, as I call it, then the Braun class. How many of those wrestlers were on Raw that got released? Quite a few. Yeah.
0: Quite a few. Maybe they're blaming the talent for the horrible fucking ratings.
1: It's a weird thing, but I'm just going to throw that out to... The 607 Podcast Universe here.
0: And I think you might be onto something. It could be it. It could be. It could be it. We also know that Vince McMahon took a trip down to the Performance Center not too long. Ago. Yep. I will say this, though. And I mean, I was going to save it because we're going to go over things. I will say this, though. A lot of your problem is 50-50 booking. And we saw it at its finest oh, this past week with Keith Lee God. defeating uh, Karrion Cross. I'm happy to see both men back on television. However, can we just have a feud that gets built well? Maybe it's on shit story writing. Just saying. Just saying, we, we'll leave that for a minute. We'll come, we'll come back to it. Because if that was bad enough, the most egregious thing of the week that happened, and this is where the internet had me laughing, but this is great. The most egregious thing is the WWE let it go, another young up-and-comer who could possibly be really good. Ladies and gentlemen, they came to the terms of the mutual release with the nature boy, Ric Flair. I mean This guy has the potential to win a world title, maybe even 16 times. He has a potential to maybe start a faction that would be great, but has no more than four members. Yes. I'm just saying, they could have <laughs> this young blue chipper, as JR would call him back in the day, is, is no longer with us. Um listen, I said it to you when I sent this to you when I got the news. I, I'm never happy to see somebody lose their job. Mm-hmm. And I never want to see Rick. And hopefully, maybe this is like a release into him doing something. Uh, with like a Legends contract or whatever instead of an active contract. But I really think Rick should re- enjoy retirement. He is a little too old to be out there, and I really do not need to see Rick Flair wrestle again.
1: Yeah, from what I heard, it was he requested it and they granted it. So maybe it is something in, along those lines because I think if he thought he was going to be wrestling again, uh, not at this stage.
0: Yeah, I uh, Pat says, how dare they? Heresy, of yeah. course, hashtag sarcasm. Uh, I just want to throw it out there. I I don't, I, the only thing I would be accepting of him is if he was going to go, if he does want to go to the other channel, if he wants to go to AEW, the only way I want to see him in AEW is if he's managing one of these young guys.
1: Yeah, that's the only place that he should be there. I don't want to see him in the ring again. I'm one sorry. Of these
0: young guys who might not be, have, have a good talking, who might not be good on the stick, give him to one of them.
1: You know who he'd be great with. Andrade. Yep.
0: His his future son in law possibly,
1: yeah. That was the first thing I thought of. That would be perfect. That was then you can make him
0: the new age nature boy. I'm fine with that. Yeah, fine with that. I just don't need to see Rick in the ring. Slick Rick's days are past him, but uh, I hope he's doing well. I mean, that's all. I I mean, once again, that's all you can hope for.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Another big release, if you will, but it was very quiet. Jeff Jarrett seems to have left his role in the back very quietly, dipping out. Uh, not too much speculation out there, so hopefully, once again, this is something where it's kind of like WWE it is just going into a different direction or whatever, whatever, and there's nothing seriously wrong with uh, Jeff or anybody in his family. So I don't want to speculate too much on it because it is kind of a, it was a quiet
1: exodus. Yeah, quiet exodus, but it was great to see him back. Absolutely. You know, I think that's the one thing that we got to remember because of how bad things were when he left and then see him come back, get embraced, and he was doing a good job backstage from all I could tell, so. You know to see where he winds up next that will be interesting
0: absolutely and last but certainly not least before we dive into wwe as a whole uh adam cole made the news because his contract is coming up in the very near future and a lot of people think he's gonna be all elite and i'm like well well well, well. he's had the opportunity before to be all elite mm-hmm. he hasn't taken it before maybe maybe that he will this time but maybe he's just renegotiating and uh there was some rumors out there once again, with the people who th- allegedly know things about wrestling, who that uh, WWE didn't think that his contract was up. Uh, they thought it was up in December and not sooner. Listen, there is, they, they have an army of people. There's nobody there. It's just like the dumb rumor about Alistair black. They yep. knew damn well and they didn't care. They didn't care at all. Just like they've waived other people's uh, 90 day non-competes recently. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Uh, go back to what Vince McMahon said before. Don't know about their investments, but we'll send them more guys. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. I guarantee you later on as well. But, but with Adam Cole, I mean, I I don't care. I'd like to see Adam Cole no matter where he goes, but for the people out there in the AEW thing, arguing like a lot of people, like I would hate to see him leave. He's been great in NXT. NXT has been very good. Going to AEW is a big question mark. And then the instant response is, well, it's Adam Cole, not Sean Spears. They'll do all right with him. Well, it's not just Sean Spears that make people worry because it's not just WWE doesn't just have the, uh, the cornerstone of booking guys a little different. I mean, ask Christian cage how well he's being booked currently in W in AEW. Yeah. Ask Miro. I mean, he's champion, but we haven't seen him on fucking TV other than cutting shit promos. Just facts. throwing it out there. Facts. Uh, and, but prior to that, he was just basically being the bodyguard in a cuck angle.
1: It's facts. No, it's facts. There, there's nothing you could dispute about it. I think in Adam Cole's situation, it's a contract restructuring because maybe, just maybe, they're reworking the deal to bring him to the main roster, which has been long rumored. They know WWE knows what they have with Adam Cole. They've known since day one, and he's a talent that no matter where he goes, he's going to be a top guy. He's that good. For WWE, they probably are in the midst of restructuring, and maybe with all these budget cuts, they're saying, okay, well, you know what? You're going to be the future face of the company. Why don't we kind of work your pay scale out a little differently? Sad but true, but you know what? They do have some money to play around with. I don't doubt that that is a possibility, especially if he's going to be going from NXT money to main roster money.
0: I agree. I, I, I mean, I, I until he leaves, I don't believe it. But if he leaves, it's fine with me either way as long as I get to see Adam Cole. It doesn't really bother me either way.
1: Yeah, I'm with you too. I mean, if he goes to AEW, that would be a huge catch for them.
0: I mean, but he could get lost in the shuffle with uh, this overloading of people possibly, presumably coming in. Exactly. Which is uh, not a great thing either. So, I mean, if I'm a star like Adam Cole and I know, it, let's say, that, that a CM Punk and Daniel Bryan are both are going to AEW, like, where do I fit into that? Yeah. And I'm not saying he's not great, but where do I fit in right now? I mean, we're gonna talk about Hangman Page possibly being the man on the out in the second segment. Yeah. So I, I if I'm if I'm him, I'm a little leery of that. That's yeah. just me. No, I'm with you on that. Because that's called business. I don't give a fuck where I'm at, as long as I'm getting paid and getting pushed. Yep. Leading us to WWE as a whole, they have been making some odd, odd moves lately, which have, of course, speculated the internet. The internet's running wild. You know, the, 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 their selling has been coming up. They're selling to NBC. Universal is a big one. And my thing is that uh, if that makes no sense because if that's the case, they're in the black. Mm-hmm. They just came off of a $257 million quarter. They're projected to probably do that or more in the next quarter
2: mm-hmm.
0: without making any changes. On top of that they uh you know it's it's more attractive yes to get rid of contracts i understand when people are like well you get rid of long-term contracts and expensive contracts but when you're in the black and people want to buy you based upon the success usually you don't get rid of those contracts because you want to be look sexier for the buyer right the buyer wants to buy you at the top of your game not after you get rid of all of your marquee talent Mm -hmm. and especially when you have a competitor, whether, you know, whether Vince looks at them as a competitor or not, or whether we say that they're a competitor or not. AEW is a competitor just because they are a wrestling program that's on television. Correct. Let's be honest. It's just like, you know, UFC is the king of MMA, but Bellator is a competitor mm-hmm. because they throw MMA events.
1: No, None Are true. they as
0: successful? No, but they're still a competitor. As Nick Khan said famously in there in that earnings meeting, everything is a competitor, including sleep. Mm-hmm. So if you look at it from that aspect, I don't think they're selling still. I don't think that that's the logic. I know that they're going into more of a multimedia company. Nick Khan's trying to take it in that direction and seeing where they go. And then... Uh, Pad Scott says, could all the roster cuts be because for the first time in two decades, they have actual competition or having to evaluate talent instead of just hoarding everyone. That could be it. That is. Or, or the other end of that could be that since Vince doesn't really think AEW is a threat, he's like, eh, we're going to give up some talent. Or there's the real nefarious means that Vince is trying to drown AEW. Now you might ask yourself, well, how is that possible, Rich? Well, it's simple. During the earnings meeting, he very clearly said, and I'm paraphrasing cuz I don't have the quote in front of me. He said, "I don't know what their investments like. I know what ours are like. But maybe we could help them out with some more guys." Mhm. To me, when you have a Daniel Bryan that you don't move heaven and earth to sell, to, to resign, CM Punk if he does show up on AEW, which me and Ken both believe is going to happen. Yes.
2: Uh
0: obviously, WWE at any point in juncture could have Signed him to more than AEW is going to offer. Oh, absolutely. And they didn't. Now they let go of Bray Wyatt, who's another seven-figure guy, you would have to believe.
1: Yeah, high six, if not seven, easy.
0: And you're paying all these guys six, seven figures. Vince is just saying, how deep is, is is your daddy's pockets? How much is he willing to pay before you're paying enough? We already know from the mouth of Tony Khan that AEW is nine figures in the hole. That is over $100 million in the hole. We don't know if it's closer to the billion mark or the $100 mark. You see what I mean? Yeah, I guess. you. We don't know if it's the, on, on the south side of $500 million or on the north side of $500 million, But we know it's nine figures. And Mike, yes, that's where I'm getting at. That's what happened with WCW. A lot of mismanagement happened with WCW. But at the end of the day, WWE started taking all of their young talent... They're younger talented guys who would go on to all be champions for the most part. The mm-hmm. big ones, Jericho, Big Show, Benoit, Guerrero. And in the meantime, all the guys that were leaving WWE would go over there and would just start spending money. Yeah. And they were spending money on guys' contracts they shouldn't have been in. And that started, of course, with prior to this with Hogan and everybody else, but it continued. They were, they were signing guys for ridiculous amounts of money. And then, of course, Time Warner was the nail in the coffin. Because Time Warner was like, well, oh, this is mismanagement, and fuck that. We don't we don't want this. Exactly. So that's what he did. He drowned them out until the parent company said no. And in this case, the parent company is literally the parent. Yeah. In this case, Vince might be going, okay, well, the one way to get rid of these guys is to see how deep their pockets are. Now, it sounds really fucked up. And it sounds really bad.
1: But this is Vince.
0: But this is Vince we're talking about. Yeah. This isn't a normal human being. This is not even a decent human being. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's when he's good, he's good. When he's bad, he's real bad. Yes. And and he's sitting back looking at his own company that's worth $7 billion in the black. Mm-hmm. So it's worth $7 billion. So if they were going to sell it, it would be well over $10 billion. So Saeed Khan can't even afford to buy that company. Right. And he's like, man, I have all I have investors, I'm publicly traded, I have all this going on. We could drown them. And my problem is AEW needs to really kind of think to themselves, instead of thinking, oh my God, this is Christmas. We can sign all these guys. Look at we can sign Andrade and Alistair Black and I'm And I'm once again, I'm not against those signings. Or CM Punk or Daniel Bryan or Bray Wyatt, if that comes down to yeah. it. And I'm not against any of them. But at one point judges had to stop and go, Why is Vince doing that? And then gleefully said
1: that he would do it. Because Vince has already survived one, quote-unquote, wrestling war. And for somebody that likes to think there's a wrestling war, you're going up against a general that's undefeated.
0: Well, here's the other thing. And for all the fans out there, the, the IWC, the, the people who hate WWE, trust me, I'm one of those people. Yeah. I don't watch anything but NXT anymore. I don't watch Raw. I sometimes catch SmackDown because now SmackDown's become a little better. Yeah, It's been palatable. And I watch NXT, which I consider still separate because yes. it's ran by two comparable, two intelligent people, I should say. Yes. <laughs> so therefore, I that's that's it for as far as my WWE watching. And we do pay-per-view sometimes and we do them on stream. But I'm not I'm not really a fan of the product, especially Raw. We know it's atrocious. But here's the thing. we always I've always said this on this show and I'll say it again. They can do atrociousness because there's that core WWE universe that pays for all of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that night, that first night, with that overnight, that you know, the the you know, 1.6 1.8 million for raw views. If you add in those DVRs, it's well over two million. Just like on SmackDown, if you add them DVRs, it's probably closer to three. Yeah. So if it, when you're really looking at, it, and obviously somebody's buying them Roman Reigns shirts, somebody's buying those AJ Styles shirts, and everybody else under the Sun, John Cena, and that's the WWE universe marks. We've gone over this a ton. I said it last week, talking about my last purchase from WWE shop and the one before that. Mm-hmm. And they were years apart. Yeah. Years. But I'm not the version they're marketing to. They're marketing to these people who are on the underbelly that the the internet doesn't understand that because they're not on Twitter. They don't care. There's some of them that argue against you, but most of the people in WWE, when they're arguing against AEW people on Twitter, it's trolls. They're not even AEW. They're not even WWE fans. They're just trolls mm-hmm. and vice versa sometimes. Oh,
1: yeah. It goes both ways.
0: But it's it's just in it's in, you know, so as much as I would love the storylines to get better, I've already accepted it. It wasn't. I accepted it years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't pay attention. I just pay attention in passing, catch the highlights of shit that's cool, and then move on. That's the bottom line. And then I watch things that that I like. Yes. Throwing it out there. So when you go back to like, oh, they're in trouble, they're not. They just made two hundred fifty seven million dollars in profit. That's in profit. That's not total, that's profit. They're in good shape. There's companies that would kill for that. They're worth $7 billion. Yeah. There's companies that would kill for that. So to tell me it's budgetary cuts and all that happy jazz, it's not. There's got to be a game, and I am leading towards, and this is speculation. This is not something we've been told. I'm not treating it like other places like this is fact. Mm -hmm. I'm just speculating, and I really think that that this is nefarious. I think this is a Vince nefarious scheme. He's going to try to drown AEW, and so far, they're taking a hook, line, and sinker.
1: And plus, too, for the majority of the guys that left, got Vince's blessings. Yeah, Mark so, Henry,
0: Big Show, Jericho, possibly if Daniel Bryan ends up going there, I'm sure he did. So maybe
1: you know, maybe they're in on it. We'll do the conspiracy theory. They, I don't know
0: if they're completely in on it, no. but I, I I feel like I feel like this is a way. That's possibly the thing. It could be numerous other things. It could just be business decisions. At the end of the day, well, you think they Nick have hoarded talent. Pat yeah. is absolutely correct. They've hoarded talent for so long. There it is. Yeah. Let's get rid of some of it because we have so much. And like we said before, some of those people, you saw their direct replacements and they came on television after. I hate to point it. I love Ruby Riott, now known as Ruby Soho, who is making her independent wrestling debut coming up, which is good. Re re going back. Cannot wait to see her. But they had her replacement. Her name's Shotzi Blackheart and she is now on SmackDown.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And if you go down the line, they had the Malachi Black meet Karrion Cross. And you can't tell me that's not the case look
1: no it's exactly the case I mean like I said, with Nikon involved in the mix too it's a whole new era in WWE and they're really trimming down their books and I think that they're not in fear of AEW by a long shot and I think part of it is Vince is saying you know what we'll just do what we did at WCW we took them out it took a while but we still took them out this is smart business it's dirty but it's smart business
0: Absolutely, frickin lootly, man. But we'll find out. Like, like I said, uh, the one thing is we can speculate all day. We can give guesses all day. We will never complain them as facts, like other places, but mm. we can give them out there, and it's fun to hear them. As long as people are respectful, like I said, we're going to revisit that in the not-too-distant future. However, before then, before then we are going to take a quick break because when we come back we got to talk about cody rhodes in his press conference call we got to talk about the elite squad we got to talk about some aew news because there's a lot of it coming out for there but before we do that we are going to play some music from shout at the robots at for you uh cannot wait uh to see them live again and i love seeing them and this is of course is the theme song for the oto Dura Party hour podcast this is called two weeks notice we'll be right back from this break. And uh, I would like to. Before we jump into this, I would like to just say these. Uh, the mid card of the show is sponsored and brought to you this week by AEW Rampage, kicking off this uh, a week from Friday on TNT, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday night. Uh, it was the 13th, I do believe, yes. of August. So there you go. Thank you once again. And uh, I always have to give a shout out that uh, all Elite Wrestling. On top of doing random sponsorship for us, which we do appreciate. We do. It has also made us members of their press. So we do carry press credentials for All Elite Wrestling. Some people are out there going, well, you know, how do you find out your news? For All Elite Wrestling, I find it out firsthand. Yes. Because I find it out from them. And then I don't worry about getting my videos taken down because... Let's be honest. I only use stock images that they give me. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: So uh, once again, thank you. And and I want I really want to take, before we even say this, I want to take it a step further. And I did this the last time. It is nice of the company, whether you like AEW or you don't, that they take the time in small media like us. We're mm-hmm. not big media. We are independent media. Right. But they care enough to put us in these conversations and press conferences. You don't get this clearance from every company. WWE sure isn't fuck the fuck isn't giving me that clearance, Facts. even though it's been asked. Mm-hmm. So the fact that AEW feels and supports, and I hear questions during these things asked by podcasters, independent podcasters, even, is amazing, and they, they let them be part of the scrum and everything else. And I have reached out to our rep to get myself to procure myself a position at the uh, New York Comic Con if they're coming back. And uh, she, uh, the, the 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 wonderful woman we deal with over at Fleischman. Has said uh, sent me back a thing that said that uh, they do not have finalized plans, but if it is a go, she will make sure that uh, I am on that list. Okay. So there you go. So if they are at New York Comic Con, because uh, they're not leaking that yet, there's a good chance that I'm going to get invited because I already reached out.
1: <laughs> I know what <laughs> I'm doing after the show, too.
0: I did a preemptive one. Yeah. She's very nice, though.
1: No, oh, they're fantastic people to work with. Yes. Got to put them over.
0: So I want to, I want to give the uh, big shout out to them for that. For no other reason than that, uh, you have to appreciate that. So now let's talk about this media call. Now this media call, when we got the media, oh, this came out of left field too, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think it was Friday that, that it got sent out. Yeah. Didn't you know nothing about it? All of a sudden, I get a notification. Hey, there's a webinar on Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Cody is going to be talking about AEW Homecoming and his match with Malachi Black. Uh, here you go. Hit your credential here. Blah, 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 blah. Which, you know, in the past, uh, like when I first did one of them, like you had to wait like a day for the registration to come back. Now mm. my registration is like instantaneous. It's wonderful. So they obviously are happy with the work we're doing, even though we criticize them and they must be happy with it. Cause I get instantaneous feedback and it instantaneously takes me to the webinar. And I, it's so easy. They, they do a great job with that. I, I, once again, that's Fleischman mostly, but giving them credit, credit, credit. Absolutely. So anyways, we got invited and I, I instantly was like, Oh man, wonder what he's going to talk about. I was so pumped. Cause I was like, man, that earnings meeting happened. There's all these rumors. And Cody, to his credit, when he opened up, said he was not going to take any questions about any rumors. So no signing rumors. Wasn't going to answer them. It's not his department. He even said later on, Tony Khan does all those deals. Because mm-hmm. when talking about Malachi Black, Tony Khan signed him. Yeah. I, don't, I don't do anything with that. I can talk to Tony. We have meetings. We keep it open. But at the end of the day, when somebody gets signed, it's up to Tony. It's Tony's money. It's Tony. So he said he wasn't going to speculate, which I don't blame him.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: not his place to speculate. It's not his place, even if he knows. Why are you going to blow a good fucking surprise?
2: Yeah, exactly. Like,
0: if he knows, like, if CM Punk signed, I'm sure Cody Rhodes knows. But yeah. why would he blow that surprise, even on a media call? Give him credit. He's more savvy than that. But I was real disappointed. I'm gonna. I'm, we're just going to start this off before we go into what was said, which there was some good stuff. Not great, not ground-shaking, but good stuff. And I know you have notes. Mm-hmm. The one thing I was disappointed in, is that nobody asked about what went on in the WWE's earnings meeting? With Vince McMahon saying that they weren't competition, and the line that I used in the first segment about how they uh, are going to send them more guys. Nobody asked. Not Sean Ross Sapp, who's been writing about it nonstop mm-hmm. since that happened last week. Not what uh, Wrestle Talk although they got cut off, so maybe they were going to ask about it. They cut him off. That was weird. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, there was other people. Uh, Bleacher Report didn't ask, and they've been writing about it. Who else was uh, did, got to ask a question that's been writing about it? There was one more big outlet. It wasn't What Culture? It was uh, another British uh, one. Digital Sky? Was it Digital Sky? Yeah, it was Digital Sky. All of them have been writing about the earnings thing and what Vince McMahon said, and either being judgmental one way or another on it, none of them asked Cody Rhodes. And that question was not off the table. I had my little hand icon highlighted, because that was the question i was going to ask but it didn't come to me i didn't get the question i'm going to keep making a hand icon and not not for the same question but i'm always going to take an opportunity to ask a question i was in a position where i was at work today but i could have asked the question Mm. and i would have done it
1: you know the only reason i thought they didn't i agree with that i thought it was kind of odd they didn't but i'm thinking when they said rumors about signings i think that maybe they were tying that in with it like for some reason i like
0: But it's not because I...
1: Oh, I agree with you. It's uh, not, but I think that was kind of teetering that line, like he was just wanting to talk about business.
0: As a professional, this is what I was going to ask the question as. So, Cody, last week we all heard Vince McMahon on an earnings report say AEW, the initials AEW, for the first time. I don't don't remember him saying AEW before. He used to say the other channel or Mm -hmm. other companies. He did say AEW by name, and then he said that you were not competition and nowhere near WCW. Later on, he said he didn't know about your investments, but he would send you more guys. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing all this because I don't have it in front of me. Right. My question to you, A, how do you feel about the not being considered competition from Vince McMahon and him saying it publicly? And B, how do you feel about the fact... Do you guys take it in consideration when you're signing guys, not asking who you're signing, but when you're signing guys, that maybe Vince, there's some nefarious means to Vince. Mm-hmm. Because obviously Vince, for some reason, decided to say, you doesn't know about your investments, but we'll send you more guys. Yes. There's, those two options are the fact that maybe Vince Russo and Diesel have been right the whole time. And the WWE owns AEW. Because <laughs> remember, that was the Vince Russo scheme of things, and yeah. that was so wasn't a diesel bought onto it too. But there's a reason why they keep sending them high-class talent, or maybe they're trying to make them competition. I don't know. It's, it's, a, a, it's on the other nefarious end, but I still would like to know from Cody because Cody, to his credit, is a very good interview. And Cody will tell you the truth as far as he knows it.
1: I think we'll just have to catch him on Twitter when he doesn't ask me
0: yeah i'm gonna have to and i would have asked everybody my wife was like are you gonna try to ruin your credentials i'm like no i would ask it very professionally it's very professional i just want to know what he thinks about it yeah because obviously i if i'm if i'm comp- co- the competition i'd be a little fired up that the other that my competition said you're not competition
1: yeah i mean i think that they're just being very coy about it and that was a that was the kind of the vibe i got because i know when he immediately came out and said hey i don't want to talk about any rumors I think that everybody was kind of very skeptical to go in about it. But
0: that's not a rumor. That's a fact. It oh, actually happened. And here's the other problem that I have. Sean, Sean Ross Sap. and I do like his journalism. I've said this before. I give him that credit. I don't always like his editorial takes. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, most of the time, I don't. Yeah, But I do appreciate his journalism. Instead of asking something like that that he's been writing about, or instead of asking like a, a hard-pressing question, because he normally does. Remember last time he pressed Cody? I can't remember what it was. He pressed Cody on something. He, did, he backed down after Cody started answering. Is it Cody's promo? I think it Oh, yes, it was. It was Cody's promo against Anthony Agogo. Yeah. He pressed him on it and then he backed down, but he still pressed him at first. And I gave him credit for that. This time, instead, he asked, Well, with you selling out these 10,000 and 20,000 seat uh, venues, when are we going to see you in a 30 to 40,000 seat stadium? Mm-hmm. That's not a question anybody gives a damn about. Whenever they do it, we'll be fine and happy with it. Maybe I'll show up with a press credential. I don't know. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm being serious. Like, I don't think, you know. I don't get why that was the question. The question should have been something more of the lines of hey, you got your competition saying you're not competition. Where are we at? Rally the fucking troops.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, like I said, I, that's the only reason I was guessing at why.
0: No, I agree. Yeah. I, I'm agreeing with yeah. it. It's a
1: good guess. But I'm just saying, like, I I'm, I'm more it.
0: upset. I'm i I'm not even upset with the Talk guys. I'm most upset with Sean Ross Sapp because usually he doesn't let me down. Yeah. Because I was like, man, I need to get a question in before he does because he's going to ask the same question. And then he asked that question. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> One of us was going to get the question, and you didn't even take the sh- You got the opportunity and didn't take the shot. Mm-hmm. And like I said, well, maybe he's on thin ice after the last time he pressed. I don't know. I don't know. Hard to say. Maybe he came in with a live ball for that. There could be a lot of reasons. But I'm just saying, and Sean Ross if you hear this, because I know that you've heard the show before, mm-hmm. me, message me, because you also have DM'd me before. So message me, and just let me know your thought process, because I really kind of want to know, man. I do respect you as a journalist, and we know this, but mm-hmm. I, I got to know why you didn't. why you didn't ask the good questions. But... Let's go to what was asked. I know you took some notes. I want to go through these notes, so go ahead, Ken. Let's hit it off. Let's, let's talk about what Cody did talk about.
1: Well, what Cody was kind of alluding to is, like you said, he came out, didn't want to talk about any rumors, just really want to talk about homecoming, how they return into Daly's place. And even though
0: it was only a month ago that they left.
1: Yep, even though it was only a month ago, and just kind of getting the vibe from everybody there. A lot of questions was involving Malachi Black. Obviously, we know Cody has a big match with him coming on August 4th, but well, was, this
0: was also the title of the press conference.
1: Too, yes, so so it was going to be focused a lot of this. Uh, some questions I thought was interesting is one question, and I forget who asked it, was saying, "Do you see a lot of Jake the Snake Roberts and Malachi Black?"
0: Uh, well, what it came off of was Malachi Black. I guess did an interview, and uh, in the interview, he said the one of the people he idolized was Jake the Snake Roberts, mm-hmm. and then uh, then this was kind of the question that was asked to Cody. To Cody's credit, he said yes. I'm thinking to myself, well, one of the biggest problems with Aleister Black slash Malachi Black, whatever you want to call him, Tommy End, is that he's not the strongest promo. Why not put him with Jake?
1: I think they're slowly breaking Jake away from Lance Archer. Right, because
0: Lance Archer doesn't need him now. Yeah. So so I'm saying, why not put him with Jake? You just signed Jake to a two-year deal. Yeah. I
1: think that would be good. That would be huge. That would make a lot of sense.
0: I would be all for that.
1: And another question was asking about the reaction about uh, Black's early release and did it change plans. And, and to his credit, to his credit, he said no plans were changed. He said we we jumped jumped on the chance to bring him in. And one thing they said is we're not somebody that waits to the classic save it for the pay per view. And I thought that was very telling because of all the speculation going on with CM Punk in Chicago for the Last Dance, it, the first or dance. the first dance, the first dance at the United Center. Yes. So maybe that was a little foreshadowing. If you're trying to see through everything, I thought it was very interesting how he worded that.
0: I, I also want to throw it out there that it's been noted for a while now, and Eric Bischoff talks about this extensively on 83 Weeks uh, when things get brought up. Is at some point in juncture, the wrestling mod, uh, the wrestling, the way that you did the wrestling business went from the pay, as far as the television, went from the pay per views and like the house shows into the weekly shows, the advertisements and ratings, mm-hmm. and when that happened. That's why he did things like put Hogan versus Goldberg on live television instead of a pay-per-view. And when people are like, well, you should have saved that for a pay-per-view. He's like, no, 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 no. We had to pop a rating to get advertisers money. Yeah. And this is very telling because basically Cody's saying the same thing. Yeah. We need to pop a rating to get the advertisers money. And I don't, I don't disagree with this. And especially since they only run four pay-per-views a year. I like one. I I like to have a surprise at the pay-per-view. But I am all, I said to you this last week, and I'll say it again. If CM Punk shows up the second week of Rampage at a sold-out United Center, which it's going to be,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I think that's great, and then you can set up a match. Unfortunately, we'll talk about where I'm out on it later. But uh, I, I'm, I'm in for it. I think yeah. it's great, it's, and it'll be good for a new show.
2: Mm-hmm. You don't I, need to
0: pop them week one. Pop them week two, because then it'll surprise them. You yeah. think you're going to get popped week one? You pop them week two.
1: It, it was a great way to segue for it. So that's why I said, like, I thought it was very telling of how he did it, and maybe he was tipping his hat a little much without really tipping it. So, I, I dug it. I dug yeah, that. Yeah. Another question that really stood out is he was asked about the signing of free agents. Now, he didn't. they didn't say any speculation of the rumors.
0: By the way, I just want to point this out. How ingenious was it about the question asker? The question asker basically said, uh, I, I I know you don't want me to talk about rumors. Mm-hmm. So instead of talking about rumors, with your having extra television, do you have a full enough roster, or will you bring in five to six more people? Yes. He. I don't know where he got five to six from, but five to six was the answer. the question? It was ingenious the way he asked it to dance around the rumor question. So I give the uh, asker there. I cannot remember who it was. I was working, listening to it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I
1: think it was another Indie Pod. I apologize. I think but-
0: it was an Indie Pod as well. Uh, I apologize for that. I'm sorry. I didn't have a chance to re listen to it. But I was listening to it at work in my earphones, and I popped for that. I was like this. This guy takes chances. I like.
1: Yes. And uh, I thought how Cody worded it was well. He said, uh, "To paraphrase a bit, uh, if this, if there's a free agent out there that moves the needle, and I love how he kind of uses that." Uh, he said, "We have to go after him." Um, but he was kind of going a little back and forth. With what I was saying a lot, he said, "Not really much room," but he said, "But if I was the one making the decisions, the more the merrier."
0: Right. And uh, I do also like to point out that he said during that uh, statement in the roundabout. He was talking about the power circle. Mm. So talking about your top guys. And he was like, right right now it's Omega and the Bucks and, you know, that, and Chris Jericho and that ilk and John Moxley. But then we have the secondary guys, like guys like Darby Allen who have stepped up. And technically, he's not in that top circle yet. He's right outside, but he is going to step nicely into that top circle. He was like, and then we're bringing along the young generation and trying to build superstars. Guys like Ali Lee Johnson you're going to see this Wednesday on Dynamite. Nice plug there mm. for him. And taking on Miro for the TNT title uh the most prestigious title in all of wrestling is how he put it remember that I
1: thought that was interesting
0: i thought as well and he said that uh at that point he said and then guys like that hopefully they'll step into the mid card and then or not the mid card the mid level and then into the top circle yes and that's how we would like to build and carry things on i was like damn that's ingenious like and it's worked it's worked in the past it works in japan that's what they do in japan yeah i'm like damn good that's a good philosophy the way he explained it Tony Khan could have never pulled that off. I'm no. sorry. Tony Khan would have bumbled the words, would have said some weird shit, and then hookers and blow is all we would have gotten, <laughs> which I'm okay with that.
1: Red cowboy boots forever.
0: I know. But uh, I thought he did a very good job explaining that, and I thought that was really cool.
1: Yeah, I did too. I really was digging the answer, and I, I thought he was very honest about it. Which I mean, that's one thing about Cody. He does answer this as honest as he can.
0: That's why I said I'm so upset nobody asked him the question because yeah. he would have answered it. It didn't have nothing to do with
1: rumor. Uh but one of, I I would have to say this next question from Bleacher Report was my favorite question of the the whole media scrum. And they asked him what was his reaction to Nick Gage, the man the king, the god of the shit and the death match on dynamite. And Cody's response is I also want to point out the other part of that
0: question was and do you think deathmatch wrestling has a place in wrestling because it's important in his response and I know you have a
1: read Yes. Out. And he said uh you know, absolutely. He's like, the match was as advertised. He couldn't, uh, you know, he was actually talking about how he almost did a death match with Matt Tremont.
0: Yes, he said his his last name wrong. He even yeah. said that. He's like, I know I'm saying it wrong, but Matt Tremont. It's Matt Tremont. But yes, he I, that, was in, that was, I that didn't was, know that.
1: Yeah, I was completely blown away by that. And uh, But he said he never pulled the trigger on it. And then he kept referencing about how he, they were the number one show on cable, especially with the Olympics going on. And well, was, that's what
0: he said. He said that uh, for anybody who's a critic of it, we were the number one show on cable with that match. Yeah. With the Olympic side, And that should tell you all you need to know. And then he took it a step further, and he finally said, and what was the second? And then, like, he, he Cody, the way he responded was great. He was like, in the second part of that question, do I think deathmatch wrestling has a place? I personally am not into deathmatch wrestling, but it does have a place in professional yes. wrestling. It is a part of professional wrestling.
1: Yeah, he said, it does have a place, but you won't see it often, but you will see it.
0: But I like that because it's an attraction yeah. for AEW that they can pull out every once in a while. So I was I dug that answer.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a great answer, too. And he was explaining about how there's something different for the fan base and how some wrestlers are more geared toward making it uh, for family-friendly. And then there's some that give a, a completely different look. And he said, this is what makes our show great, that there's something for everybody.
0: And I, I dug that response. Thought it was a great answer. Thought it was a great answer, and they have been doing that. We said that we were happy with them doing that last week. And I want to add to that. When we have a world where guys like Dave Meltzer and Jim Cornette and other people are out here calling deathmatch wrestling and deathmatch wrestling trash wrestling, garbage wrestling, and the fans that listen to it idiots, and then you have Cody Rhodes going, no, 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 this has a place, and it was number one in the ratings, if you need any other proof, going against the Olympics, that's all you need to know. And yes, we will do it, not all the time, but it's something in the back pocket that will break out when we have to. Yes. I was like, "Holy shit. That that was all I needed to know. There was more respect put on Deathmatch Wrestling and Deathmatch Wrestling fans by Cody Rhodes than uh, the uh, and that alone, that should be the one that rings out. Yes. You know, Dave will have a fucking problem with it, but I know it'll, it'll 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 ring out, although he should have a problem with PWG trying to copy GCW throwing trash in the ring. Uh, once again, that was my biggest fear that somebody else would try to copy it for a moment. It doesn't work so well when it's planned. I just want to throw that out there.
1: Yeah. But this was, like I said, this is my favorite uh, question and answer of the day. I thought Cody handled it well and did allude to the fact that we will see more deathmatch wrestling when it's appropriate on AEW. They're not cowering down from the quote-unquote negative feedback they got. Yeah, fuck dominoes. Pizza Hut's all elite. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then the last one that I that really stuck out for me is uh, somebody asked him about Rampage. Can we get a little more information about what's going to go on with it? And Cody was being said more news is coming, um, but they said that this show is going to be more focused on the match and the fight.
0: Since it's one hour, it's going to be more matches. Yes, it's going to be less talk, more fighting. Yep. Because of the hour timeline.
1: Fight forward focus. I love that, uh, how he referred to that. And he did give a, a somewhat <laughs> spoiler. I love how he did it, though. He was like, Well,
0: I'm not supposed to say anything, but you know what? I get myself in trouble. I'm an EVP. This is what I can do.
1: Yes. And what we're going to see is the canvas is going to have the AEW logo back on it, which I think is great. I think I, I actually I miss hope they that. put a
0: Rampage logo on it instead of just the AEW. Well, they should. I hope they just make do it a stand out
1: for something. And he said each show is going to have its own different vibe. So it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward. So that was the real takeaways I had from the scrum.
0: I, those were all the takeaways I had as well. The, the disappointment for me was that nobody actually pressed a good question, and the reason why I had dis- this disappointment is because Cody Rhodes is such an honest guy, and every press thing we've been a part of, and we've been a part of a few now. Yeah, he has always gone above and beyond in answering questions. Whether he answered them PC, whether he answered them with some passion, he's always been a guy who didn't shy away. There wasn't. I've never seen him have a get a, asked a question. Where he ducked it. Yeah. He's always hit it head on. He did say up front that he wasn't going to talk about signings and rumors like that, which he even forewarned him. If you ask, I'm just going to tell you I don't know because I don't. I'm not the guy that does that. TK does. Yeah. Tony's the one who signs people. I don't. So do not ask. I cannot tell you. Mm-hmm. Even if I know, I cannot tell you. Yeah. So you're just wasting a question. Don't mm-hmm. waste your questions. I like that upfrontness about it. And I don't blame him. Somebody's like, well, you should answer. No, he shouldn't. He
2: doesn't have
1: to if say If CM Punk's
0: going to be a surprise, whenever he's going to be a surprise, leave it to be a surprise. Why do we need to know it? I don't want to know it. I want to be surprised. Mm-hmm. I want to be surprised. Yes. I legit, you know what the best thing in the world is? When you get to pop as a wrestling fan for a surprise. Mm-hmm. Why are we trying to ruin that? I'm just throwing that out there. But mm-hmm. kudos to Cody. Thank you for letting us be a part of it. And he's always gracious. Uh, Next up, and if you're watching on Twitch, you see the legendary Owen Hart is on your screen. Mm -hmm. You're probably wondering why. Well, this past week, All Eat Wrestling filed for a trademark for King of Hearts. And all I'm going to say, and and this is not speculation, this is nothing, but if this is not something to do with Owen Hart, some kind of honoring of Owen Hart that AEW is going to do, maybe Martha Hart's letting him do it, which she could very well. Mm -hmm. I'm all about it. I'm all for it. If it's not something to do with him and it's something else, I'm a, i think it's a bad
1: look. I fully agree. I think that if they're going to do like a tribute tournament, which I think would be great. Oh, that'd be fucking phenomenal. That's what I'm. Th- I'm hoping they're going to do, and that would be absolutely fantastic. But if it's anything else, I'm not here for it. Or
0: if they're even just going to do merch that they can sell to go to the fund, uh, the the Owen Hart Fund that, yeah. the, that they have up in uh, Canada, anything like that, I'm with it. But if it has anything to do with anybody else, and you're going to call somebody else the King of Hearts, I understand you have Brian Pillman Jr. there and Julia Hart there, and you never know. Maybe they signed Teddy Hart. Who knows? Yeah. But Teddy Hart is definitely not the King of Hearts. <laughs> and uh, if you call him that, I'd be really... I'm just saying, I'm going to be very irritated if they did it for a different
1: reason. Yeah, if they gave it to somebody as a gimmick nickname, that's... No.
0: I'm not I'm not a fan of that. There should only be one King of Hearts, and that's Owen Hart. And if they did something to honor him, and like you said, I'd love to see a tournament or something. And I could see Martha Hart signing off on it. Oh, That's absolutely. a big F you to WWE and also as a way to honor fans because I don't think she's against honoring the fans. She's just against celebrating WWE. And I don't blame her. Mm -hmm. I think if anybody has the right to be pissed off in this world, Martha Hart's one of them. Facts honestly. So if she wants to stick it to WWE all well letting us fans revel in the greatness that was Owen Hart, I'm fucking in. If AEW announces that they're starting a Hall of Fame for whatever reason, and Owen Hart's the first ballot in, I'm I'm, I'm also in. I don't care.
1: I, I don't question it. I
0: don't question it at all. I, as long as I can celebrate Owen Hart, I'm actually not mad at all. Mm-hmm. But if it is somebody else getting it, I am fucking mad. And I will say much, as much as in this program. So you guys are forward. If somebody comes out and announces the King of Hearts, and it ain't Owen,
1: yeah, like it's Kip Saban. You got or some explaining like to do. Or they tried doing um, uh, the Hollywood hunk there.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. They tried doing like a gimmick nickname like that. Like, I'm sorry. Just no. Leave it to Owen. Let it be his legacy.
0: Right. I'm with it. Staying with that, let's talk about the Elite Squad. It came out on being the Elite this week and confirmed uh, by by other sources that uh, during the entrance of the Elite Squad on uh, last Wednesday's Dynamite, uh, you remember the, the five of the 10 man tag match, elimination yeah. style? And they came out. Tune Squad style, hence the Elite Squad. Mm-hmm. And they came out, and y'all ready for this was on? Dun, dun, the thing? Dun, dun,
1: dun, 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 they
0: paid $50,000 to pay play that. Out of here. 50K? 50K! 50K. According to Nick Jackson, that was his birthday gift.
1: <sighs> okay. <laughs> what? Why? One night, you're dropping... Okay, like, I wish I could have those problems. That I have 50K just burning a hole in my pocket that I could play a song for... Three minutes as I walk to the ring.
0: To be fair, that's only a quarter of the budget for uh, Cody Rhodes Pyro. To be fair. Yeah. To be fair. But damn. <laughs> to be 50. Wow. Let's stay on the elite squad for a minute. And let's talk about the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Kenny Omega. Okay. This past week, uh, a <clears throat> pro wrestling scene on Twitter uh, was answering, uh, was was putting something out there for all the Kenny Omega haters and said this and I quote Kenny Omega is not a draw but yet he doubled NJPW's world subscriptions from 60,000 to 120,000 he made an event Impact's Rebellion a pay-per-view that did nine times the buys that Bound for Glory did headlined AEW's highest bought pay-per-view to date and drawing record numbers on Dynamite GOAT status Kenny the only reason we saw this is because Kenny Omega retweeted it saying this list will keep growing trust me well here's my problem with it GOAT status and I love Kenny Omega. I mm-hmm. want to point this out. I'm a big Kenny Omega mark. I love him in the ring. However, let's break down this. You're not the only reason New Japan went from 60 to 120,000. It was the Bullet Club as a whole. You happened to be the leader of the Bullet Club at the time, but the Bullet Club caught fire while AJ was still there. Yep. That's when shit really started going uphill. And yes, the elite did help a lot. Don't get me wrong. However, what really helped is his matches with Okada. Since then, Okada is still having tremendous matches. And Kenny Omega, eh, sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Sorry, I, I'm just saying Okada is better. My opinion. Next up, main evented Impact Rebellion a pay per view that did nine times the buys that Bound for Glory did. Now, first of all, you cannot find the buy rate for Bound for Glory anywhere. You can't find the buy rate for Rebellion anywhere. And the nine times thing comes from Dave Meltzer. We don't really know. Yeah. We've tried. We don't really know. So, okay, but I'm assuming since the next thing is Headline AEW's highest bought pay-per-view to date, which was Revolution with 130,000 buys. Mm -hmm. That's 130,000 buys. Yeah. It's not a lot. WWE is still doing 60,000 plus buys, and they have a network where you don't have to pay for pay-per-views, so that just baffles me to begin with. And lastly, drawing record numbers on Dynamite. Drawing record numbers For who? For who? If we're talking the wrestling world, then that means we're talking Roman Reigns' GOAT status because they're doing two million and better.
1: And there's sleep.
0: Yeah, but I'm just saying, Roman. And I mean, I get it. I'm enjoying the fact that they're over a million. I'm singing their praises. But this is not something that Kenny Omega should be attaching himself to as a growing company. I get you could be like, well, he did it as a heel. Well, I don't know because half the time his Twitter is shoot shit. Yeah. So you got to decide on whether I'm working or shoot. It's not like MJF where we just assume that he's always in work phone. Yes. And once again, I love Kenny Omega and I am a fan of AEW, but I just don't see where these numbers add up. Sorry.
1: No, it just doesn't add up. And I think it's just everybody's kind of grasping their straws. And for me, I read that and I took it as Kenny was working. That's the way I read it. I, I as well. Yeah. But it's still <sighs> But it's still perception is reality. But then again, if you're feeding to a fan base that is is buying this up hook, line and sinker, run with it. I mean, like I said, I can't be too mad at him, but if you really want right. to compare apples to oranges, listen, one thing is not like the other. Roman carried the NFL audience. I mean, I don't think I need to even dip more into that.
0: The the real demo guy
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> how how can you say otherwise? If AEW if Kenny Omega was in that same position, and pair him against, we'll say Page. Okay. Okay. Put him on against the NFL. In all honesty, what do you think that rating would be?
0: Probably their normal rating, if not a little lower. They're going to be somewhere between their normal rating right now, which is about a little over a million or 800,000.
1: Yeah. I would say I'll even give them benefit of the doubt. I think they get
0: 1.5. I mean, they haven't gotten to that level without the NFL, but okay.
1: Right, but I'll say it's the carryover because I think people would stay in and tune okay, in and okay. see I mean, but the, are the, but the uh, last
0: thing was basketball. It didn't work out so well.
1: Right, exactly. But I'll say NFL because, hey, let's face it, America's pastime. Absolutely. They'll, they'll, they'll be audience. But that's what I say. You can't do that. But Roman and Kevin Owens carried a big audience to SmackDown, which they had no business even doing, but that shows on how much they moved the needle. Until Omega starts doing that, Especially with lead-ins. I'm sorry. I can't agree with that.
2: I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, Chad, what are you feeling
1: about that? I'm agreeing with you. Well,
0: that brings us to the last thing we're going to talk about here. And, of course, that's Hangman Adam Page. We're hearing a rumor, once again, rumor and speculation, that Hangman Adam Page will not be getting the shot at the AW Championship in the main event of All Out, which was originally what was allegedly planned, what well, we all thought they were going with this story, and has been bumped presumably for one of the people that they've signed. Um, Listen, I took this hard. (laughs) Uh, And I mean, kind of evidence of this, he lost that 10
1: man. (laughs) Yeah, but okay. This is how I'm going to say this, if if I can jump in. I thought they did it for storyline purpose, and I hope that that is the case. Because mark my words, if, Adam Page is not fighting Kenny Omega for the title, or he's not in the title match at All Out. It is a signed, sealed, delivered. He is out the door when that contract is up. I'm going to say that right now because this has been the one storyline that AEW has done very, very well, in my opinion. It's got the build. The fans are into it. Even the ones that are very critical of the product, high They've done this very well. But if you're going to look past him and hotshot Punk or Bryant in that position, that is a very, very big warning flag, in my opinion. And I think that Adam Page is going to say, look, my first month, two months in here, I was in a title match. I haven't even come close since. And rankings matter, whatever. Sorry, perception is reality. And if you're bumping him to have this dream match with CM Punk or Daniel Bryan, who you just brought in, I'm sorry. He's going to look at this, and this will be a warning sign for anybody else that's kind of on that breakout superstar level for AEW, MJF, the list goes on and on, that this is the future of the company, in my opinion. I don't know if this is someplace I'm going to be hanging out.
0: I'm going to agree with you. I... I, (sighs) I just hope this isn't true because this is the one storyline that a lot of people pointed to and went, hey, this is this is the best of AEW, and they weren't wrong. Mm-hmm. And now you hear people with this rumor going, oh, well, now they're just going into a longer game. And well, we pointed out last week, you can't do that because then you end up with Samoa Joe and TNA. When finally, when exactly. Samoa Joe won, nobody gave a shit because they waited too long. When the crowd was hot for it, they they they, they didn't give it to us. And that is something you have to worry about with the crowd. And he's gonna be overshined by CM Punk. He's gonna be overshined by Brian Danielson if one or both signed. Hell, he's gonna be overshined by Bray Wyatt if he ends up signing there.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying. Like it's the the perfect scenario would be Page beats Omega. Let him have his moment where the crowd pops, and then hit cult of personality. That would be the perfect moment to do it.
0: I agree. I agree. But with that speculation, rumor, we'll see where it goes as we near the future. But we are going to take our final break before we come back with a main event where we're going to cover what's going down this upcoming weekend with GCW, No Single in the Hills. And also, we're going to debut the brand new Final Bell segment. And trust me, you're going to want to hear what I have to say there. Well, that and more. Oh, before that, we should talk about the band I'm going to play too. Ooh. Our good friend Second Suitor will be playing live at the X Cannot in Johnson City at the Oakdale Mall this Friday night, August the 6th. And uh, we will be there, because mm-hmm. I can't wait to see this. Uh, but in honor of that, we're going to play one of their songs. It's called Sprinkles, and it's off uh, their Super Duper EP. You can find it on Spotify, Bandcam, and YouTube Music. Enjoy it while we go to this final break.
3: Covered in white until underneath they all freeze the ice. Snow, 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 will you fucking go away? Away, away.
1: Wrestling Fans are you?
0: It's time to rumble. It's time for the main event of the show. And you know, we like to give the shout out to independent wrestling and we're big fans of GCW. So we're going to open up the main event talking about what's going down this upcoming Saturday for GCW as another big event before we unveil the final bell. Mm -hmm. So... Let's talk about GCW, which is going down this upcoming Saturday, uh, the 7th of August, and it's coming to you from Los Angeles, California, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it'll be on uh, Fight.TV. We do not have all the matches yet, but here's what we do have. We're going to have a match. We're going to have the rematch, the long-awaited rematch between Chris Dickinson and Starboy Charlie. Oh, let's go. We are going to have the a GCW Tag Team Title Match as the Second Gear Crew, Matt Warner and Matthew Justice, take on Bussy, oh. Alley Catch, and Effie. Ah,
1: oh, so we're, good.
0: We're going to have a singles match between the motherfucking Truth, AJ, AJ Gray, and the right now the hottest wrestler in the independence, Tiger Style Lee Moriarty.
1: Coming off that big match at PWG against Jonathan Gresham, exactly.
0: Ooh. Next up, we have a, a debut in, uh over here, a, a California wrestler debuting for GCW. ASF. I'm not too. I don't know much about him, but he's going to have his work cut out because he's taking on Tony Deppen.
1: Oh. Then
0: we got Loco. The wrestling company explodes as two of their top guys, Ninja Mac. And Dante Leon go one-on-one. That match will be phenomenal.
1: That's going to be all over the place, man. Can't wait to see those high flyers go.
0: And then what I can only assume will be a death match. The Dark Sheik, California's own badass, Mm -hmm. will be taking on the former GCW World's Champion, the king, the man, the The god God of of this shit. shit, Nick fucking Gage.
1: MDK all fucking day
0: and uh and what i hope is going to be the main event because that might be the main event but what i hope is going to be the main event in a tag team match joey janela and marco stunt will take on the 440 team of rsp and atticus coger
1: if that's not the main event that's the co right there that's crazy that's 440 if you're not on board with them you need to get on board Grim
0: Reefer will be on this card. Jack Cartwheel will also be on the card. Uh, I'm looking to see Treehouse Lee will be on the card and a few other people, but it's it's looking like a good good, good card as always.
1: Another win for GCW.
0: Check it out if you want to see something different. If you're looking for something different, we will give you the results next week. Uh, I just want to point this out. Matt Cardona will not be there. However, it looks like Matt Cardona made a shit ton of money off of his gear that he wore for his deathmatch win at GCW uh, is... Uh, let me look here. Uh, it says, it was, a it says, traveling after his match with Gage was a nightmare because his wounds kept opening up. <laughs> he said, and I quote, it was a disaster. Believe it or not, there's no medical staff backstage at GCW. Luckily, there was a nurse who did stitch me up a bit, but all my slices and wounds were exposed. Luckily, my friend Giancarlo had a hotel room. He let me use uh, to shower off and then he taped towels to me so I could fly home. He like dressed me. I went through the airport security like that and I flew right to Anaheim for Disneyland. I was bleeding out and." his On this flight it it would dry and as I would move it would rip open again and there was blood everywhere I had to go to the hotel and get cleaned up I took a bath and it looked like like I was stabbed or stabbed somebody he says I sold all my bloody gear for big bucks baby I sold the boots the wrist tape the gloves the pants the shirts and all sold separately. I made more than I got paid for the match. I got paid a lot for the match, but that's how much the stuff was going for. I don't control the market; it's supply and demand. <laughs> so Matt Cardona made off like a bandit, and he's your GCW champion. He will not be at this event, but I anticipate he will be at one of the near future ones, including probably New York for sure.
1: Yeah, New York is a lock for him. And like, listen, he's running with that gimmick. I got to say, he is public. Is he public enemy number one, or right behind RSP and GCW? Okay. I think right behind RSP. Yeah. After uh, that night, he was probably going to be number
0: one, but then everybody uh, really blamed who it was on, and that was RSP. Yeah. And 440.
1: Yeah. All
0: cool. right. Ready?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We Let's are going to
0: dive this. in to the final bell. And uh, just to explain this, the final bell is going to be something we, we do probably most weeks mm-hmm. at the end of shows. And uh, sometimes it'll be me, sometimes it'll be kind of like an editorializing. Sometimes it'll be good, sometimes it'll be bad. And. I hate to beat the dead horse, but there's been a lot of toxicity going on this past week. Yes. So I want to take the time out and kind of maybe make another rallying cry of let's not be so toxic, no matter what you're a fan of. And as an example of toxicity, um, let's let's go to uh, Chelsea Green. Okay. Zach Ryder's fiance. fiance. They're not quite married yet. And, of course, this week she got, you know, Shit tossed at her. It was it was ridiculous on the internet. For her.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: she said, "At what point do we stop letting stands use Twitter as a free pass to bully and harass?" Not wrong. You know, I mean, she ain't wrong, and and it's true. So we hear it all the time. You know, the Bray Wyatt situation. They're stupid. They don't know what they're doing with, it. and you know what? To an extent, you're right. The booking sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna lie about that The booking sucks. The booking can suck everywhere. But if we always focus on that and not the good, then where do they know to correct to? Yeah. And I mean, I understand. I'm going to be the first to tell you WWE don't give a shit. <laughs> no, they don't. So just give up on it. If you don't like it, leave it. If you're not one of the universe guys, do what I do. Look at the good shit on YouTube and then keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. That, that's my best advice for you. Why waste three hours on Monday? You're only going to be more upset. <laughs> yes. Bottom line. Bottom line. But... To say they don't give opportunity is not exactly the truth. Tyler Breeze was talking about wrestlers expressing themselves and their frustrations on social media. This is what he had to say direct quote. I hate when people are like, I was never given an opportunity. I was never given a chance. I was held down. That's a whole separate conversation, but that's such an excuse of, you don't know what you signed up for. We signed a piece of paper for a certain amount of money to sit on the bench and get used if we get used. If they choose not to use you, it doesn't mean I can go on social media and bitch and complain and go, I'm getting held down. Nope, you're not okay with that. Then quit your job.
1: From one of... That's a, a guy
0: who got let go. Even
1: that's a very good insight. But a guy who some people would argue got misused. Mm-hmm. Well, he just never translated from the NXT universe to the main roster, and then when he went back, he started flourishing again. But you know, it is what it is.
0: But in my opinion, no, you're you're right. But mm-hmm. you know, that's the kind of things you see from wrestlers and people on the inside of the business. But yet, people continue to listen to the Dave Moultrers of the world and the what cultures and the whoever else is. To tell you this, that, and the other thing. And and a lot of times it's bullshit. Yeah. Listen, we're in the realm. We do a podcast about wrestling. You're listening to it. All we do is give our speculation and our opinions as fans. And like I said before, for me, I worked in the business for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I give it a little bit of my professional know-how and the fact that I've been a fan my entire life. Mm -hmm. Ken has been a fan his entire life, pretty much. Yes. So we're coming from there. We're coming from speculation and opinion mixed in with some of my knowledge. Sometimes we're right. Sometimes we're wrong. But at the end of the day, we've never told you that it was a fact. Mm-hmm. We've never said, oh, this is going to happen. It's a fact. Or this is going to happen. It's a fact. It doesn't happen because that's not what we're about. But you go to other places where they're speculating and giving their opinion. And guess what? Same, same as us, but they claim it's a fact. Yes. And the worst part about it is they use that fact to then turn around and other people use it as their crutch. Perfect example. This is how a story usually goes down in the world of professional wrestling. And I'm going to give credit here. I'm not even going to say that Dave Meltzer is full of shit. I'm going to say that maybe he does have a source. We're going to say that maybe his source is the wife of the wrestler in question. Mm -hmm. So. Automatically, he gets it from the wife. Well, the wife got it from her husband. Her husband was in the room. So that's what we call firsthand information. Right. If it came from her husband or the company, that's firsthand source, correct? Correct. So once he tells the wife and the wife tells Dave Meltzer, that is now secondhand information. When Dave Meltzer goes out in the Wrestling Observer newsletter, whether it's via the radio program or via the actual newsletter, and states that now we're at thirdhand information. So then when what culture picks it up and runs with it and uses that as their source, they're at fourth hand information. And then everybody else after that is fifth and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Well, you'd say, okay, well, that doesn't mean it was wrong. The wife of the guy told him, well, there's a lot of emotions. Maybe she didn't hear it right. Maybe she's pissed off. Yeah. But here's even worse than that telephone remember that game we used to play in school yep. back in the day telephone where somebody would start off by saying a word or a statement and then you would pass it around the room and that by the time you got to the end of the room it was not the same statement
1: i agree yeah it was
0: First hand, to second hand to third hand to fourth hand to fifth hand
1: that's how the game worked
0: guess what's going to happen it's going to change every time yep and the only real news would come from the first hand well when dave Meltzer was making speculation and that's what i'm going to say it as about the bray wyatt situation it was speculation because he didn't talk to bray wyatt you know how i know because he wouldn't have said a source told me he would have said bray wyatt told me exactly when the source is the source you don't have to hide the source oh well i want more information no that's bullshit yeah that's a lie and a workaround so you didn't talk to him and you didn't talk to his wife You talk to somebody down the chain. It could be somebody who overheard something from the WWE office. But once again, they were third, fourth, fifth removed from it already. So now, even if we're saying that you had that source, you are the sixth hand Mm. information of that source. So by the time everybody else picks it up and runs with it, they're seventh hand. And I'm not just picking on Uncle Dave because other people do it too. Other people do it too. There is no journalistic culpability in the professional wrestling business. Once again, is the reason I give Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful a little bit of credit is a lot of times they will not run stories until they have some kind of source confirmation. Mm-hmm. I.e., they didn't run the story about CM Punk signing to AEW like it was a done deal. Right To this day, Sean Ross Sapp has still never said it was a done deal. Why? Because he never had a source confirmation that said that it happened. And that's why I respect that man. Everybody else ran like it was a done deal. Well, now you go, Well, what's the problem? Are you just are you jealous that they have more listeners, that they get paid more? No. The problem is then is that not only do secondary sources like what culture and Russell talk, because if you notice, they're never getting breaking news. They're always getting the news from Dave Meltzer or Sean Ross Sapp or you know, insert journalist here, Wade Keller. Mm. One of the big guys, if you will, in the in the wrestling journalism, quote unquote brian alvarez whatever and they quote them like it's fact now the problem is is that where the toxicity comes in is the fans then take what they hear however many times removed and they treat that like it's fact so now we got fans online arguing with one another over something that may not even be factual something that is not proven And I get it, it's not just wrestling that does this It happens across the board But because we're a wrestling show, we're talking about wrestling Mm -hmm. So now, when you tune into Twitter on a Saturday When a Bray Wyatt news breaks It doesn't take long before it degenerates into This fucking name-calling and bullshit And you have all these conflicting stories Dave Meltzer is saying it's because of budget cuts Wade Keller I I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it was Wade Keller Who was the one that put out there the creative control bullshit Might have been. There was nobody, you know, and then you know this person said that, and this person said that, and then fucking Ringo got hit with a rusty bat. Doesn't matter. At the end of the day, how is all of them right? But you're reporting whatever story you want to take it as. You're reporting it as fact. The fan is, and they're out here and they're saying the most ridiculous and dumb, asinine shit to one another and calling each other out. And it goes across the board. It's not just AEW fans. So the WWE marks out there that are like, oh, it's AEW fans are the worst. They're pretty bad. But trust me, WWE fans are pretty bad, too. Oh, yeah. It's across the board. And at the end of the day, we have to remember we're supposed to be wrestling fans who love wrestling. Let's spend some more time loving wrestling. Why do we need to know everything?
1: Because we live in this weird day and age that everybody feels they need to have the scoop. That they need to be the person breaking everything. And it takes the fun and excitement out uh, just t- tuning into the shows and just watching And that's the problem that you have because everybody wants to run and break And it's like when you start dealing with clickbait and all that nonsense, you're just so obsessed with that. And we have become a society of that. I mean, honestly, no matter where you go, it's always been something like that. So it's just a matter of, okay, when are we going to finally draw the line? Because there's so much nonsense out there. People are getting blinded by it. Then when the truth hits, they're like, oh, well, that never happened. And they try fighting that. It's like, I'm sorry, how can you fight fact? I agree with you and i
0: mean once again we've we've said this quote before and i guarantee we'll say it again but we've said it before and before and before and cm punk at one point in juncture had said if you don't like what's going on don't watch Mm -hmm. i didn't like what was going on in wrestling so i walked away i've never been happier yeah why is everybody so miserable and talking i understand troll nature and stuff like that but come on this is beyond it when it's getting this toxic it's beyond it. Why would you tune into three hours of Raw and you hate it? Why? Listen, I do a wrestling podcast every week that has some really good listenership. I can promise you that. Ken can confirm this. Mm-hmm. He's on the show. He's, he's got the numbers. We could, we could share them. We're not, we might not be the top, but we have good one. And here's the cool part about it. I don't watch fucking Raw ever. Yeah.
1: I catch it until I don't like it anymore, and then I turn it off. I'm on, I usually start off. I give it a fair shot on every Monday. I because usually that's what's on TV for me, and I always like to chat with our guy Lou from Pina Comics and you know Stu from SWO. I mean, we're always kind of in like a little live tweet action going on. But when the show is getting bad, then that's why I usually tune out. And I don't care. I mean, even you take a look at like last night's as we're talking about, that okay, we start out. We're in Chicago. It's supposed to be hot. They do this awful goldberg promo in my my opinion god and i'm sorry him trying to him spearing mvp looked just atrocious that whole segment i'm like okay i'm not i'm i'm sorry he's starting to tune out then we have drew mcintyre with the sword of omens taking on (laughs) jinder mahal and the three chairs and it just it's like what the hell is going on here like at this point i'm just like i don't even care anymore done yeah i'm out i tried sticking through it to get to the main event didn't happen and even when I pop back in, like I was carrying Crossroads Keith Lee, I thought, okay, maybe this is going to be something. Yet again, we have the 50-50 booking. And I'm like, great. And then trying and go to the main event, I'm just like, I don't even care. So, like, my, my thing is is that we've taken an extra step to try
0: to show that there's stuff out there. If you're not happy with WWE, AEW, there's, there's, there's New Japan. There's mm-hmm. Ring of Honor. There's Impact Wrestling. There's also a ton of indies who are back now. Aiw, I watched a great show with Aiw this past week, and uh, they had mostly students on that show, and it was a great show. And I had great interactions with some of the wrestlers because they're indie guys, and they're you know it's it's a good time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? GCW loved it, loved the atmosphere of being there live. It's getting a, it's a bigger indie now, but it's it's still an indie. Yeah, there's so much out there. There's so much you can find that you can be happy about instead of bitching and complaining about everything. Like, and once again, we call it out when it's shit i'll call it out all day Mm -hmm. for everybody but you notice i don't talk a lot about raw unless they do something really distasteful or finally do something good why because it doesn't matter in my world that's just the bottom line yeah i stay focused on the the things that i like nxt AEW, gcw aiw new japan you know and then i got back into watching some ring of honor because it has been real good lately impact hit or miss I'm I'm keeping myself around that so my challenge of course is always to be more positive oh yeah and in in keeping with that we're going to do a lot more editorializing as far as not just the the final bell and sometimes it'll be calling people out sometimes it'll be something good like hey spotlight something we saw that nobody else did try to get you to watch but also I would like to do when we're down in downtime but when we're not previewing something maybe we'll do some more of those lists Where we we tell you some of the favorite wrestlers we have? Maybe we'll break down some stuff. That's some things that are in my head that will be coming to you in the fall. And that's going to be some real good stuff. Because let's do something more positive. Now, mind you, that doesn't mean I'm not going to criticize. That means I'm going to be an opinion. But there's a difference between criticizing and opinionating and speculating. And there's a difference in stating fact and being hurtful and attacking people. Mm -hmm. There's no need for the other. And the last thing that I want to remind you of before we click it over, before we end this show, is that the biggest thing is that there's a divide. And people feel like they have to play for this team or that team. If you notice, I did not say that I watch one channel or the other. I watch it all yeah, because I can. And it just so happens I'm not the only person who said that in time. Way back when, at StarCast 3, at All Out in 2019, A CM Punk sighting happened as he did a panel there. CM Punk during this panel made a lot of heads turn with a statement that he made. And I think people forgot it. And when he's going, if he goes to AEW, it'll be interesting if he still holds these tenets true. Because I think he he will. He never shies away from things. And this is what he said. And I'm even going to play the clip for you. Just so you know, it came from his mouth. Are you ready? Yeah,
1: let's do it. Don't let either company trick you into thinking it's a us-versus-them thing. Just enjoy the wrestling. Whether it's WWE or AEW or NXT, you guys don't have to choose. You can fucking watch
0: it all. That is from the horse's mouth. We don't have to choose. We can watch it all, or we can watch, not watch what we don't like. Yeah. That is from CM Punk's mouth. That is from the Second, Saint, the, the second City Saints. He is our savior. You should listen to him. I'm just saying, you'll be a lot happier as he was. And that is my very first episode of Final Bell. It's time to almost say goodbye, Kenem. Let's tell these folks one more time how to find the ODPH.
1: Very simple. Swing on over to ODPHpodcast.com. Join in the conversation on all our social media accounts. Definitely drop a follow on your favorite podcast platform and check out the Tee Public store sale going on this week. All that and so much more, ODPHpodcast.com. And of course, if you want
0: to find out anything about the Three Fat Nerds, just go ahead and look up Three Fat Nerds anywhere you get great podcasts to find the podcast. You can visit 8122productions.com. Myself, I sat down with Ken. We made it look a lot more sexier, so it's a lot Mm. more easier to find. You can go ahead and drop it there. We're on all social medias, Three Fat Nerds Pod. Throw an at in front of it if you have to. Also, if you'd like to support the show, you can do that on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. And guess what? It's for as little as $1 a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content, and i got to give a shout-out. we got a new patron today in the Chubby Taster tier. That's the $3 tier. That's that's the top tier. Charles, thank you for being a patron. Nice. So uh, I I, I will give him a shout-out the next time we're live for Patreon and stuff like that for the show. But thank you, Charles, for becoming a patron. We'll be sending you a little swag bag since you joined that $3 tier. And uh, lots of fun. Lots of fun. Cannot wait. Plus, we decided that uh, 12 months of Diesel will happen. December Christmas gift is 12 months of diesel calendar.
1: I am not a part of this. I am not. I'm out. You're in. No, I'm not. You're in. No, I'm not. You're in. No, I'm not. You are in. No. Listen, there is
0: no dipping out. You are in.
1: Oh, I did not agree to it, and I am not dipping. I know it's coming. MDK,
0: all fucking day, you're in. No. You're in.
1: No. I'm just telling you, you're in. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. No, but just trust me. (laughs) If you're a patron, and you love the hottest show behind the paywall, and that is Love is Scary, you will love what's coming. I will not be a part of it, but you will love what's coming. And there is so much Don't that they worry, got he, coming.
0: He's actually in. Don't worry.
1: There is so much that they have coming on eight one two two productions Patreon. Seriously, you need to definitely go sign up, check it out. Early editions of the shows, a lot of bonus content, and all for little is one dollar gets you in the door.
0: That's right. And then you get the special stuff. As you go, which is only $1 and mm-hmm. a $3 tier. It doesn't break the bank, but it does go to help everything we do here at the podcast and live stream and all, all sorts of great stuff we we're bringing you. And we got a ton of stuff coming up. According, of course, we're building up to New York Comic Con, yes, which is coming up upon us pretty quickly in October. We'll be there for his press. That's going to be a lot of fun and uh, so much more. So remember, check it out. Patreon.com slash 8122 Productions. Also, Streamlabs.com slash seven Podcast. Drop us a tip if you would like. Drop a subscription on the Twitch channel if you'd like all the support we can get, all of that goes towards making bigger and better things for all of you. Mm-hmm. Well, with that being said, another great episode of The Wrestling Show is going, is going in the books. Before we go to the close, of course, we'll end the show as we always do with our good friend Second Suitor once again. And if you're in the in the 607, Can't wait to hear this the Friday night, this Friday night, August the 6th, at the X in the Oakdale Mall. That's right, the Excite Venue. Where Excite Wrestling wrestles. They own it. The school, everything is right there at the X. They're going to throw their first concert, and it is going to be Second suitor, And uh Suitor Slam. I do believe it's called. Yeah, Suter, called, Slam, Suter Slam, unless Summer Slam. And there might even be a match there because allegedly Sean Carr may take on Tyler from Second Suitor.
1: Yeah. Definitely belt seen the belt. vignettes. Yeah, belt for belt.
0: So you never know. Go to a concert. You also get a free wrestling show. Yes. Well, $5 gets you in the door. But trust me, it's worth it, and uh, we're going to find out how loud the mall will actually let the PA
1: go. This is going to be a very, very fun time, and you definitely want to go check them out and definitely go support them. They're hell, hell of dudes.
0: But you can support this song. This song is called One-Winged Angel. You can get it anywhere you get great music. That's Spotify, Bandcamp, YouTube music. Uh, check it out. It's on the Super Duper EP. It is the ode to New Japan Pro Wrestling and the cleaner Kenny Omega. And that is what takes us out each and every week. And bef- uh, before then, though, I just have to say thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will be back next week. Remember, stay tuned. We will let you know exactly when because between my anniversary and uh, going to the movies to bring uh, everybody that kind of content, uh, we will be on a different night. And then in going in forward, we will be searching where we're going to be uh, ending up. But we will get it all. Do not worry. This show will never go away. We will still be here. With that being said, though, for myself, for Ken M, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And I have last one last thing to say, and that is later. Wrestling fans.
3: I'm hard I can (laughs) C'est <laughs> Stop ropes.